Good news, everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host. Karen, I was chewing some gum. I took it out because... I'm a Negro, so yeah, I let's be professional. I yeah, I, I would be all in your ears, so I yeah. was being really considered. I almost forgot I had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like your hair. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I uh, need to uh, uh, wash it, but I uh, took it out and just kind of did like the puffs. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot longer than I thought. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's all poofy everywhere. Yeah, looks great. Um, the official weapon of the show is. The taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Um, you know what it is, y'all. We just doing these down and dirty shows, doing them late night. It's holiday season. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just get what you get. We go with the flow. We talk about what we want to talk about because nobody can tell us what to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's our show. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and yeah, we don't have a boss. So we are our own bosses. So we just talking today. Um, I guess, uh, the best thing to do is get into the news. Um, and we can do that by just getting into just some regular ass news um let's start with some regular news music let's talk about this regular ass news (laughs) um all right so what's going on um a mother of a new york city heiress paid a d programmer big bucks after her daughter was quote-unquote brainwashed uh by a college's woke agenda what yes yes you heard me correctly um i think this may have an article on it let me see if i can play this article a bombshell report on the university of florida's college of medicine it shows the school incorporates critical oh wait actually no this is a fox news thing saying talking about how woke news is da 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 is woke agendas in the colleges are fucking up the kids okay so the article is this New York City pharmaceutical heiress Annabelle Rockwell is claiming that her mother paid $300 a day to a D programmer after believing her daughter had been brainwashed by attending an all-female elite liberal college that left the young woman totally indoctrinated and estranged from pre- the parents who raised her. What? That means she got out away from y'all, learned some shit, and was like, oh, y'all fucked up. How come what parents do to kids don't count as indoctrination? Right! Uh, I left school very anxious, very nervous, very depressed, and sad. Rockwell told the 29, uh, told, uh, I guess the New York Post. She's 29 now. I saw everything through the lens of oppression, bias, and victimhood. I came to the school as someone who saw everyone equally. I left looking for injustice wherever I could and automatically assuming that all white men were sexist. My thoughts were no longer my own. Um, I find this so interesting in that, um, well it seems like they're spending this for some type of media thing i don't know what they could be selling or whatever but the story is so neat and clean of just i was a good girl then i went to college and 
the woke liberal indoctrination made me think black lives matter and thank god my mom was able to deprogram me i don't know if it's an ad for the deprogrammer or what um but the idea of like my thoughts were no longer my own so you started seeing things outside of the conservative lens of your parents yes and that was such a big threat that they paid somebody to get you back on program Mm -hmm. um and i think this is one of the reasons i don't do the kids are our future shit because the kids grow up and the kids need the parents and these are the parents and the same way a lot of kids stay home till they're 25 these days stay on their parents insurance Mm -hmm. a lot of kids can't afford to truly be independent of their parents like leanings when it comes to uh you know politics they can't afford to be out here in the world being like nah fuck what my parents saying i'm voting for democrats and i'm pro lgbtq they can't afford it their parents not with that shit and you still want to be in their good graces or you need the money or the room and board guess what you gonna be either quiet or sounding like this woman uh rockwell a former competitive figure skater skater grew up in upper east side uh told the post that at first she she was elated to attend mount holyoke college a sixty thousand dollar a year women's institution in rural massachusetts in 2011 now why would you think you were gonna attend that kind of school and not get some level of uh liberalism it's a women's school for number one unless it's like religious women's where where it's like we're doing this uh, because this in the curriculum we are 100 yeah. religious no you're going to be open to any and everything yeah she did not participate in the moho chop and internet uh, initiation ritual meant to shrug off gender roles by cutting one's hair uh by her junior year however she told the post she knows a shift in herself after taking a gender study class this professor tells me about patriarchy i barely knew what what the word meant i didn't know what she was talking about i wasn't someone that into feminism i just knew that i felt i had always been free to do what i wanted i never experienced sexism but i was told that the patriarchy and you don't even understand it's been working against you your whole life you've been oppressed and you didn't even know it right now you have to fight it and i just went down this deep rabbit hole because you didn't want to face the reality of what the people were telling you yeah and i'm I'm not saying it's impossible to be affected by by like the group think and the group peer pressure that comes with um any group dynamic whether you agree or disagree with the group but what i think is funny is the reason i think it sounds like a product she's not even talking about like i got on twitter or something she's talking about 2011 i was just at a college and the college indoctrinated me and it's and the colleges are such a big boogeyman for the right wing media. yeah yeah they're on strip education because they feel yeah. like the because the studies have shown <clears throat> that uh you need a dumb workforce and i'm not not I, I'm, not I'm not saying that to insult workers because i'm a worker too but you need your workforce dumbed down right because when your workforce is dumbed down guess what they'll do with low wages guess what they'll deal with abuse and here it is at the end rockwell who now fundraises for the conservative advocacy group prager you said her intention is not to smear other class names so yeah it's just promotion of like listen if you start to care about anything other than white men you are part of the problem and you need to be re-educated good grief why people really be putting this shit in the news like this is good this is a good story everybody should learn from this yeah because this is similar to other white people hey parents you know don't don't fear if your child goes out and all of a sudden start telling you that you're flawed and the things that you tell them are wrong and shit like that he, basically you're promoting the program here's a program to quote unquote deprogram them 
right um yeah and i still don't see where the like deprogrammer truly comes in like i'm looking to see okay so her mother um said that uh she threw a vase in the window in anger or what a daughter come in a in addition to the costly deprogrammer she also enlisted the help from her daughter's tennis coach scott williams but was warned it might take seven years before annabella will revert to her old ways of thinking this is scary as shit man i can't imagine the pressure of being some little white kid that is even starting to have an inkling of like yeah maybe my parents full of shit maybe some of the stuff they believe in is actually wrong going against Uh what they claim to believe in when you think about it and then motherfuckers like we brought a deep programmer in yeah because the worst thing that could ever happen is you realize that all the things we've been showing you is bullshit because i can't speak for nobody else but i can't speak for myself for most people whenever you leave your house like you actually are become an adult adult where you can mm-hmm. pay your own bills you'll start to process how you were raised it's just naturally and no parent is perfect so you'll actually start analyzing things and you'll be like well i like this and i didn't like this and you start forming your own opinion and you'll be like well you know maybe that was some bullshit or i still like this and you know that's a part of sprouting out and, and becoming an adult but some parents they can't handle that because for some people they fear if you go out here and you start being around black people being around uh, uh latino people hispanic people being around asian people like actually interacting with people outside of your race all of a sudden you'll start having compassion you'll start understanding you'll start seeing them you'll start standing up for them all of a sudden you won't get along just to just, just to get along you'll start be like hey this don't feel right something and and they the last thing they want you to do is fucking rock the system yeah and it's also just not just college right like you said it's leaving the house yes seeing other ways of life seeing other opinions i think of kids that are raised like super religious super conservative super restrictive not just white kids um i mean just any kid Mm -hmm. and we always had that joke of they get to college and they're the ones who wow out the hardest when they're freshmen because it's like i have never been under the i've never even got to be under my own influence it's all been my parents influence and so boom here we go i'm 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 out here wilding for life i'm 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 drinking to the point of blacking out every weekend Mm -hmm. i'm doing all the drugs i'm trying to have all the sex Mm -hmm. um and i think that's um they don't have boundaries and and they don't know their own limits because they they never really was raised where they could test them in a safe environment and you have your parents there as kind of a buffer it's like oh my gosh i can do this what i want to do and you just wild out i think also just on another level this is a big thing i think about when it comes to like why do white women vote conservative Mm -hmm. because people always think they're voting against their self-interest people always say stuff like oh you can't trust them they'll betray you and all this stuff and i'm like is it a really is it really a betrayal if they weren't on your side really correct because what voting liberal voting progressive really means for a lot of white people as and white women is going against your family structure going against your value system you were instilled with to do the opposite and they want to belong to that unit you know the woman is the key to the unit and the power of a unit and so i think the idea that her parents are willing to spend thousands of dollars to get and and thinking it would be a seven-year process to get her to stop being 
considerate of other people that were not white considerate men considerate of other people is what? the the the, the, uh, the wherewithal and the money that they and effort they put into that white women are never gonna be free like for right. real like the right. way that right. she even said like i was free if you were free then why'd you have to come back to home and have be like imagine someone that had to be quote unquote deprogrammed talking about freedom that's crazy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's also <laughs> uh one of those things too to where um once like I say once they got outside of the house they start experiencing these other things you go against the system she was the person like they were so naive they didn't know what sexism was why because they don't talk about that the man just rules and you just do what the fuck he says you fuck when he wants you cook you clean whatever it takes these are the things that you do you don't question right. you don't speak up you don't have no autonomy uh over your own body or any of that stuff you know you are quote-unquote his property and so when you start talking about sexism and the reality of this shit has always been impacting you for the for the fact that you know and even in the bible for the fact that the quote-unquote man runs the household that's a motherfucking problem bitch we a duo mm. we both run this household and you know and, and, and people try to use the bible to to make women subservient when you know that's not the purpose of it you know people misquote things when they be like you know a wife submit to your husband but it also say husband submit to your wife that's christ of the church that's what it also says too but you know people don't want to hear that part because that would mean that the man would have to do an action and how dare a man have to do an action you know for his quote-unquote woman his property something he owns um in other news this is some local charlotte news a nightmare about shipping um i just thought this is an interesting story lucy mcdermott the owner of stash charlotte says she was oh and let me know if there's any issue with the volume or the sound guys because you never know with this thing sometimes it works sometimes it don't charged more than one thousand three hundred dollars to ship a package that should have cost her 50 bucks or less wow with the what? holidays approach yes a thousand three hundred dollars for a package that should have cost her fifty dollars or less what happened a lot of us are going to be shipping presents to friends and family. WPTV's Caroline Hicks on your side, digging for answers and finding out what you can do if this sort of thing happens to you. I own a yarn fabric and sewing machine store in Charlotte. Lucy McDermott ships inventory frequently, but what happened this time was unexpected. I had received a trunk show from um, a fabric company that contained a couple of quilts, some dresses, nothing heavy. It had been to, I think, two or three other shops prior to mine, and I was sending it on to the next store. She thought she did everything right before dropping this box off at her local UPS store to ship it just down the road to Gastonia. I measured it, weighed it. For those that don't know, Karen, how far is Gastonia from Charlotte? That's right up the street. Yeah, it's like literally less than... 20 30 minutes yeah max sent it on its way and i thought everything was fine it got there just fine fine until it wasn't so a week later i received an email that said hey your shipment was overweight and oversized and so we've charged you an additional one thousand three hundred and twenty one dollars i thought okay this is a mistake right right this is where mcdermott says things got complicated first i contacted ups but they wouldn't talk to me because i went through a secondary shipper called uh pirate ship for the postage she bought now it's the name of the secondary shipment is pirate ship i mean i'm not saying it's your fault or that you blame the victim but pirate ship this seemed like how a pirate would work like 
<laughs> the pirates is back they're yeah. not only on the seven seas no more yeah like this seemed like what how pirating works like i got your i got your cargo made it you know i got me booty or whatever it just seemed like it sounds like a lot of people probably use third party shipping like this i don't know i don't i honestly don't know i've okay. never i've never used a shipping company i had not heard of and had it work like it's like i've the only ones i've used are like you know the ones that you know dhl uh ups UPS, usps you know fedex uh i've i've never like honestly if i saw an option on a website that said you can use pirate ship and save x amount of dollars i'll be like no nah, thank you no thank you right me too no thank and it you. could be that i'm fucking up that it's a local business that could use the help and they deliver the package i still would be like i'm good i don't trust it i i because I, I, i'm nervous or scared that something like this will happen and what am i gonna do the shipping label through that company pirate ship for a discounted rate so i contacted pirate ship filed a dispute submitted all the documentation pictures and a week after that i got an email that said your dispute has been denied she tried to speak with she got on the phone with him and they was like look at me look at me i'm the captain now someone in the company but all she got were automated responses at this point i should come out <laughs> sorry as a bot i couldn't find that answer for you nigga for thirteen hundred dollars i will come where you are and fucking find you for my money dog what what i will be at the office's first fucking thing in the morning Fuck oh my god that. do they even have a physical office i bet it's in nigeria okay i'm sorry nigerians but come on actually y'all be kind of proud of this so somewhere Raphael's like yes uh, nfts <laughs> absolutely livid and that's when i contacted you and i also contacted my credit card company coincidentally that was when i heard from pirate ship again telling me that ups has graciously waived this fee but you need to be more cautious in future because they won't do this again they are this what? is this is what i love about credit cards i hate about banks because credit card company you be like these niggas stole my money i tried to resolve it i want my motherfucking money credit cards be like we got you yeah here's your money back and guess what we gonna investigate right. yeah when the credit card company get the call and everybody get the action like they got motherfucking sense yeah credit card company don't just do you like uh your like, bank like your bank is on some like you show is fraud i mean it's like no credit card like if something didn't happen they ain't deliver here's your money back god i love credit card companies closer to uh banks did you ever get an understanding of how this happened no no one explained to me what had happened <laughs> so i reached out to pirate ship to get answers a spokesperson telling me somehow the machines saw the package as being larger than the carrier's maximum limits which at that point very expensive penalties are applied somehow it saw it as being but was it or not right and what and how much bigger did it think it was thirteen hundred dollars think it was a fucking car like that's crazy right blame the machine kiss my ass oh this was scared the shit out of me right and i guarantee you there's some shit they do all the time and 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 and, and shit like that and they go back and forth and people just like fucking it they just pay Mm-mm. uh-uh somebody gotta get hurt paul bartholomew first of all who the fuck got 1300 extra dollars who just got it sitting around like oh okay they, they got me for 1300 but you know i, I Lost 96 bricks had to fall back. I'll be all right. With the Better Business Bureau says it's a lesson we should all learn. Okay, now they're just getting into the other shit. I don't care about this. But yeah, 
i was like what a nightmare pirate ship what were the other shipping companies she didn't go shady shippers (laughs) (laughs) black market shippers right (laughs) and so basically dude telling me what we've been doing just go straight to the because i guarantee you went straight to ups ups would have handled that and i bet you guess what they machines wouldn't have mistakenly oversized your package and you showed them the paperwork yeah first of all that's ghetto as fuck that it would even do that you know right it's programmed to do that trust yeah they have a website pirate ship ship packages with pirate ship number one choice for small businesses and entrepreneurs no monthly fees markup or hidden costs i think thirteen hundred dollars is pretty hidden as a cost <clears throat> like you'd be mm-mm. better off paying the fees i i guess some i guess ups fed must have like monthly fees to give you like a discount or if you join a membership or something well no they just say that it's it you can save up to 15 percent compared to what it costs to go to the usps but i like the usps is one of the few things in america that actually runs well and costs less than it should i don't even yes. know like if you honestly if your business need to get 15 percent below usps it might not business might not be the thing you need to be in because good grief all right, all right um uh balenciaga the fashion line uh sued uh their own ad campaign people uh they filed a 25 million dollar suit over a controversial ad amid bdsm teddy bear backlash good god um yeah uh it filed a lawsuit against the producers of a controversial ad campaign that included a child pornography court ruling amid backlash over the luxury brand's bdsm teddy bear ads uh the fashion house brought the suit friday against production company north six inc and set designer nicholas des jardins and Who his thought that was a good idea bdsm for kids and his eponymous uh company for the inclusion in one of the ads of legal documents from the u.s supreme court decision on child porn laws the fashion brand ad also showed unsettling pictures of a child holding teddy bears dressed in bondage outfits and ads that came out around the same time the two-page court summons doesn't mention the bdsm teddy bears um but they are trying to seek redress for extensive damages defendants caused in connection with an advertising campaign balenciaga hired them to produce now i'm guessing that at some point it has to be approved by you or else how does it get into a magazine or an advertising spot like someone at balenciaga said yes to what y'all got back and so i mean unless they just completely went rogue and the, the ad campaign you knew yep. nothing about oh, it and right, it, without right. approval it just ended y'all approve one thing and then they did something else yeah, yeah. trust it's some emails some paperwork got signed like they're gonna be like well such such approved this <clears throat> like i we don't understand y'all yeah. should just told us no yeah so they said five million dollars of course they're gonna fight this right um what do you mean 25 million dollars of course they're gonna fight a, lo- a lawsuit like like the people that did the bdsm they're gonna be like well y'all approved this like, oh I well i haven't heard their oh. side of it yet oh, okay um but uh yeah they but balenciaga is saying you know this is what happened now i'm looking at the pictures and the thing is i look i'm not a pedophile i don't know how pedophilia works to be honest y'all but it's like a little kid holding the bear i mean it's like it's apparently it's is not bad enough they can't put it in this unless there's some other images they aren't showing Oh, look like the look like it's in like a little harness thing. Yeah, like the the bear has like a spike collar and all this shit. I mean, it just it looks 
to me it's more that it looks stupid then i'm like oh my god this is so sexual like it the kids don't even look like they know what the fuck the bear is or they any don't. of that shit you know they it's, don't mm-hmm. you know it's oblivious yeah these are smaller children for those of you that can't see it yeah i like i I don't like i'm not saying no one should be offended but mm-hmm. i don't find it like if i saw this picture without knowing this article i wouldn't be like my god they are trying to make child porn i'd be like that's stupid <laughs> but like that's inappropriate what is this like what are you even selling are you selling the bear are you selling like what the fuck and who like who is a bdsm teddy bear for like i don't i don't know what i don't know fashion i don't know what this is about but yeah it just seemed more stupid than anything else and it seemed like someone other than me would have thought it was stupid before putting it in a fucking advertising thing Mm -hmm. But it sounds to me, because, like, Kim Kardashian had a statement about it and how it was disgusting as a mother of children, and she's reevaluated her relationship with them as a as a fashion brand. Like, so it's pretty big, pretty big deal yeah. for her to even say something, because you would think that with them suing their own advertising unit or whatever, you could just be like, well, it looks like they handle it. Uh, they ain't got nothing to do with me. But even she's like, nah, this is too far, so... I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see kind of what happens. But yeah, with businesses, for most businesses, that's too many checks and balances. Uh, you know, unless you went through and then they had some extra shit or went or went rogue or some shit that you was like, the fuck is this? I could see it being a problem with that. But yeah, it's too many checks and balances, and it crossed too many people's desks before. Yeah, you know, because that's too much money. It crossed too many people's desks before it hit hit the airways. Who was the person that thought this was hot fire until some, the, somebody thought it was flames? Who was the person that thought this was hot fire until the fucking pushback? Because that's what happened somebody was in the office like yes this is it this is what we want this is what we need and then <laughs> and then somebody was like uh have you seen twitter we're trending not the good way not the good way <laughs> over elon musk uh all right um tender users say situate situationship is a valid relationship status what that mean um is that a, it's a complicated what's that situations yep is when you're not date, quite dating someone but you're not just sleeping with them either if it sounds murky it's because it is young singles are down for the vagueness however as long as it's clearly defined and in, in an in-app survey among tinder users ages 18 to 24 the uk us and australia done last month one in 10 respondents said they prefer situationships as a way to develop a relationship with less pressure the app saw it's, a, it's not a full-fledged commitment the app saw a 49 percent jump in members adding situationship to their profiles from january to october this year yeah they let you know up front not looking for a relationship like you know casual if it turned into something cool but you know don't expect to get basically 100 percent of me i think uh also these like the kids now especially since the internet uh i think they like labels Mm-hmm. um as much as they kind of don't want to be defined by anything they want to define everything um i mean you you know I, I, we saw the start of this when it was like facebook has 37 different genders and people were like what you know our generation is scoffing at it but 
i mean you go fast forward a few years and like everybody got some different shit you know oh i'm a sapiosexual or i'm a this i'm you know stuff that we think didn't need a label you know (laughs) that we're like oh yeah okay sure it's got a label now so i think situationship as a romantic you know term for whatever tryst or entanglement you're in that kind of makes sense that they be into that you know i think also coming out of the pandemic you probably got a lot uh, uptick in all this shit too because now that people got choices they can go outside it might be getting a little complicated that's why that's why i asked was it it's the complicated that that'll simplify that yeah um yeah young singles are down to play the field this year tender wrote in the release but they opted for a high quality roster where everyone was on the same page yeah i think if this symbolizes communication i think that's healthy because i mean what's more hurtful rejection is always hurtful but i think when people don't even you know what's that number one question what are we you know Mm -hmm. when you can't even like define what the fuck this is and it's like are we seeing other people are we not am i am i tripping if i stop seeing other people and i what like whatever that situation is what is that you know and i guess if you're um if you're also looking at it economically a lot of times people don't have the money to really do relationships relationships Mm, i don't think yeah i don't think a lot of people had the money to do dating the way that we grew up thinking dating was Mm -mm. um uh we're still in denial about it because if Mm -hmm. you listen to people talk about dating more even more even even more rigid than their like cis het monogamous framing the most to me the most like dogmatic framing is people having money the assumption is that you have the money to go do traditional dating to go out to restaurants spend the money on that or entertainment or whatever and some people do but i think less and less people do right and the idea of going dutch paying for yourself or someone outside of the traditional being the whoever just has the most money i think those things are interesting i think situationship sounds like something maybe you could say oh it's not just us going out on dates it's us hanging out at each other's houses or something something that doesn't you know cost as much i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if some of it was was by that and almost nobody talks about economics when it comes to relationship everyone just talks about romance and love and gender roles but after i read that book uh uh fuck uh it's uh something poor uh um I'll, I'll look it up in a second but um after i read that this book about i think it's called poorly something I'll, I'll tell you in a second anyway mm-hmm. after i read this book a lot of the stuff about the myths of poverty poorly misunderstood i think that's what it's called or poorly understood but um some of the myths of po- poorly understood yeah that's what it's called some of the myths about poverty like if you get married you're less likely to be poor and that's why we need to promote marriage in lower income families and then that or that or that and then but i mean it's correlated in that statistically if you look at it it it's you can actually factually prove married people are more likely to have the stable household household more income blah 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 what they never talk about is that's also because people that have money are more likely to get married like correct 
you already have the money so your life was more stable than a person that never had the money in the first fucking place so it's not just marriage as a status immediately puts you in another tax bracket it's people in another tax bracket have the luxury of oh i think i want to get married i can afford a wedding i can afford a house i can afford to have kids yes and the thing is you know when people talk about marriage people from every financial background get married and so you have the working poor which also get married and a lot of times guess what they still the working poor it doesn't bump them out of a tax bracket you know and even some people listen to the sound of my voice have parents that worked both of their parents worked and they still struggled and were barely making it or they or, or they are the parents that are like i'm barely making it so people say that and you might get a little bump but you know like you say if you are financially stable yes that statistic is true yeah um so i think that's a big part of it. keep in mind also this survey is from 18 to 25 so if you're single and you're 40 listen to our show 35 whatever this may not sound cool for you and that's fine because they're probably just talking about younger people correct and the trends of that um also they they in their mind it takes the pressure off of it which which is interesting because to them no pressure means it can build towards a relationship which is so interesting right because i know for a lot of us coming up it was if you do not have a goal if you do not have some pressure you ain't never gonna get the relationship right and here they are these younger kids being like no if we don't put pressure on ourselves maybe will a, a relationship will develop without us having a specific goal in mind right because my generation will be like bitch don't waste my time <laughs> like you know what i'm yeah. saying like i have shit to do i could be fucking somebody else why am i wasting my time with you if you know and a lot of that is patriarchy which puts a lot of that pressure you know to do those things to be like hey is we is is we gonna do something or nah because i could be doing something else with my time my time is precious to me mm-hmm yeah so it's just interesting i think that's mm-hmm. it sounds like it's more about vibes of having a good time than necessarily building towards something and i right. wonder if that's a cycle too like as they get older will they then feel the pressure because i wonder if you gave us a survey from 18 to 24 most of us would have been like yeah i'm cool with whatever right and then once you get to like to that age where there's peer pressure and family pressure to like be moving towards some type of goal i wonder if that's when people go no situationship ain't gonna cut it for me either you like like, are you gonna meet my kids or are you not gonna meet my kids like we need to figure this out early and often you know right and and then it puts the pressure back on and it's one of those things where you know i understand but a lot a lot of that don't fit for everybody it's personality wise some people they can vibe their way all the way through motherfucking life and some people they go that shit ain't for me yeah uh why most men don't have enough close friends Mm. oh yeah okay go ahead uh less than half of men report being satisfied with their friendships and only one in five said they had received emotional support from a friend in the last week Mm. comparing that to four in ten women according to a 2021 survey from the center on american life this falling off of friendships between men begins around middle and late adolescence and grows starker in adulthood said judy yi chung chu who teaches a class on boys psychological development at stanford university in california and those who do maintain friendships with other men say they tend to have lower levels of emotional intimacy than women who report 
boys don't start emotionally connecting they become emotionally disconnect uh yeah they become emotionally disconnected say dr naobi way a researcher and a professor of applied psycholo- uh, psychology at new york university um which is interesting coming off of that study we talked about yesterday where people get lonelier in the pandemic and loneliness leading to a uh, higher rates of depression for people that are you know like single or isolated during the pandemic yes i i disconnected then again it's not because mm-hmm. a lot of this is society how how do we raise young men mm-hmm. like particularly straight young men like how do we raise them you know we raise young women to socialize we raise them to get to be friends we raise them to be emotional we raise them we throw babies baby dolls in their hands something to take care of we don't do boys like that i think also like the labor of friendship and relationships is something that is instilled in women and girls from an early age that and is reinforced throughout your entire lifetime mm-hmm. whereas for men the labor of the friendship isn't necessarily considered it's not saying you shouldn't be friends right. or that you're not there for your friends or something but like the friendship being something that can take work be work you get better at something that you know you strive for and and maintain i think is that's definitely not something that has been instilled in me from the perspective of men need to do that like what kind of like when someone talks about the value of a man i think a lot of times friendship and caring for others is not near the top of what makes a man valuable to people right right and 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 it's also this is just like i said i'm not a man but me on the outside you know looking in as being a a woman is just one of those things where they're not taught that and a lot of men uh are uh emotionally stunted and they've never really been challenged to kind of think outside of themselves women are actually think outside of yourself care 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 to the detriment of your life care put everybody and everyone and everything before you a man he isn't trained to put everybody and everything before himself i think also though there's this thing of men are often it's it's seen as weak to want things emotionally so for example everyone's experienced this you ask a man something like what do they want for their birthday or father's day or christmas or something and like a vast a big amount of men will either say nothing or they have no idea or they haven't thought about it or the the worst one to me is to be left alone you know whatever um in a way that we would never accept that from the matriarchs the women in our lives right if if your if your wife says if you say what do you want for your birthday and they go to be left alone it's like what's wrong is it you know like we're supposed to make a fuss over you we need to make you feel wanted you know even if you'll see even times where like fathers the men in the house take on that role for that day like y'all listen y'all be quiet we're gonna go in we're gonna go to this restaurant y'all y'all better thank y'all mama y'all better tell y'all mama thank you right and so there's like there's like that's even supposed to be part of being a man is Mm -hmm. is that that idea of like and you make sure that woman because if you ain't doing that then da 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 you know but it's kind of interesting to think like i think a lot of times men cut themselves off i don't Mm -hmm. think they're cut off Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's just they walk in the house and women go, shut the fuck up. Where's the money? 
i think they cut themselves off because for whatever reason like emotionally i'm not supposed to make a big deal out of myself or whatever and i think that's that could be part of it too um and then they don't get that so meaning that they're not going to get that from their families because they're cutting it off before their family can even get involved you know um so then when it comes to like your friendships i think the time the things that a lot of men commiserate over is is this like perceived misery you know this the old ball and chain my kids getting on my nerves my job you know whatever and it's not really necessarily um it's not really like giving you a chance to be supportive you know as a friend it's it's just more like oh women right you know (laughs) like it's not a it's not like a hey man i'm going through this thing and i was feeling this that you know i know i as you know being raised how uh i was how i I was raised and then being around the people i was you know other men black black boys black men it can be weird when you start having conversations that are emotional that aren't emotional based on just anger right um or comedy Mm -hmm. you know and i think those conversations sound weird to people if you've never experienced it um and I, this isn't just a black thing by the way i mean even while i used to go to the bar with my white friends like once a week it's all just sports the weather jobs yeah, traffic it's, it's nothing in depth or deep. but sometimes i have conversations with like justin or something and it's about like anxiety or you know we hang out with a friend and he's talking about you know i'm in therapy and this is what's going on with my family this is what's going on with my my brother and this and the other and we sit there and we just talk like no one's trying to like joke it away no one's trying to be right. like it needs to be normalized but it, it takes practice is my point mm-hmm. i was not raised like that um and I, I don't think i was raised in some type of emotionally uh i i actually think i was lucky to be raised in the house i was with the father i had as far as when it comes to like emotions and stuff but uh but definitely my experience has been one where you're the oddball if you do engage on something deeper than just you know bitches and and basketball or whatever the fuck you know yeah they think something's wrong with you and also it's one of the reasons why uh if women might be talking or a group of women might be talking and we might be getting emotional or talking about things because this thing women talk about a wide range of things and we'll talk cry continue to talk laugh like we're like you can go through a whole circle with women and mm-hmm. everybody hug each other all right girl see you next week and we'll be fine but if you ever seen like women talking and a man walk in the room it's like it's like emotions and they they panic they want to crack jokes it's like and sometimes that could be annoying because i was like bitch nobody asked you to come in here and fuck up the mood go on where you come from yeah i think it you know i think it takes uh practice to be in that mode i think a lot of times humor and anger are like this shield that men are taught we can put up mm-hmm. to keep us from you know the creamy caramel nougat inside you know it's like no we gotta have this tough outer shell of uh of just like rock you know rock solid dark chocolate you know mm-hmm. i'm saying we're toberons guys i'm saying <laughs> it, it, it uh something else i've realized too and i know i said this before uh i've realized that for a lot of men a lot of men that i've been around the older they get the more they tap into their emotions the more they're open the more they are 
they're not a lot of them are not as angry you know particularly if if they've done work on themselves a lot of them will tell their friends that they love them a lot of them will hug their friends and it ain't just a motherfucking dap you know and shit like that but it's in my opinion in my, i'm like it's sad that you got to wait till you get old well, before you get to that point in your life i think you know talking in gen- very general terms like mm-hmm. we are i think it works both ways the same way that it takes a long time for women to stop needing all the approval and support and being like Agreed. i'm gonna lean into myself like whatever you're programmed with um young is what you're gonna be undoing mm-hmm. and seeing the benefits outside of that hopefully the rest of your life you know like um you know it's like it's, it's, it's like oh i don't need other people's approval or, or codependency like i it's a deep you know I, lo- I love nothing more than when uh uh you know i have friend, uh, friends that are women i love when women hit that age where they be like i don't give a fuck if you think i'm fat or i should be married or you don't like whatever like fuck it like i'm grown i pay my own bills is nothing for you nothing you can do for me uh like uh maybe i'll stop coming to, coming to this place if you keep talking to me like that like yeah i got choices i know women that took them it took them decades to to be able to do that work mm-hmm. internally to be able to be like i don't give a fuck of course as a man we're con- we're conditioned the other way we're told to not give a fuck in times when we really should you know right when you should be seeking connection when you should be talking to somebody when you should care about when something is bothering you and you're pretending that it's not and it and so as you said men get older and then all of a sudden they come into like oh shit i i am fucked up about this I, this does bother me and i haven't been talking about it um but yeah i think a lot of it is just patriarchy man the way we're taught to engage with each other right because a lot of this isn't just men don't experience these things it's mm-hmm am i allowed to share this thing and if i do am i gonna be ridiculed am i gonna be right uh kicked out of the group am i gonna be made fun of if i'm gonna be isolated right so let me just pretend everything's fine when i when it's really not correct and it's also one of those things too to where a lot of men use their wife as the emotional support that they actually need to lean and depend on other men for possibly i mean not all but some do and so this is what i was gonna say though real quick mm-hmm. um in a marriage people are gonna be each other's emotional support oh, yes i think it becomes a issue when you're the sole emotional support that's what i mean um and that's what a lot of men do is mm-hmm. that like it's because i think there's nothing wrong with being supportive of each other mm-hmm. emotionally y'all should be so, but it's it's then when it's like i'm leaning on you as my only outlet right it can be a lot because it's like you should talk to other people out because the other thing too you gotta be careful with is you might not want a man leaning on other men depending on the topic because some niggas some motherfuckers is not giving good advice you know like i hope that they have a good honest friend circle and it takes a while to build that because it does for me i know uh being outspokenly the way i am that's been helpful for me to build real relationships so i'm never gonna be a person that has a lot of friends i don't believe in that me either um but i am a person that has to me the friendships i have i feel like a more deeper than the most people's average friendship Mm -hmm. and the thing i will say is leaning on people or talking to people emotionally whatever that circle of trust that you build um it has to still be 
authentic because i think what happens is a lot of men have surface level friendships that they quote unquote lean on and to me i've seen that become so destructive Mm -hmm. i still remember playing basketball at my work league and most of the people at my job at the time that played in the basketball team were black dudes Mm -hmm. and so it was like a way for the you know handful of black dudes at our company to hang out play basketball together and you know you get to know them and Mm -hmm. you know of course it leads to like oh you know i'm having a cookout man why don't you come over i'm doing this i'm doing that and this was a year where i was out of school and you still were in school it was your senior year Mm -hmm. and i remember playing basketball with these men and you know men that i kind of you know you you quote unquote look up to them in the fact that they're older they're married they got their houses they got good jobs they work in the place you work they they normally have better you know higher positions than you so it's like something to aspire to so it's kind of like okay cool some brothers i play ball with two times a week or whatever and at the time i was playing basketball every night anyway Mm -hmm. so what's what's another night to play with the team you know right and so i really enjoyed playing ball with them it started spawning off into other stuff like oh we uh go play ball at a different gym we'd uh go and uh go go to someone would have a cookout at the house and we'd all go to that or something you know they'd invite you to something and um i remember going to a couple of those things and, and meeting their family and their kids and then i remember one day i was playing ball and there's sometimes there's like people that come in and watch us play ball and stuff your somebody's wife and their kids will come in or something but there's a couple times where it'd just be like girls sitting there watching us and i'm just like all right i don't know who they with maybe they like basketball they right. like rec league basketball this much maybe they're super fans who gives a fuck right it's not my business mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't have called any of these people my friends even though i would have said you know co-worker colleague mm-hmm. we cool so i remember one time i was there and this girl was there um and and the girls always be dressed a bit provocatively for a fucking rec league game with a bunch of 40 year old married men and shit and so i remember right, cause there's no gym or anything around yeah this okay. isn't like you going to sit sideline of the nba game exactly, right you're sitting on some bleachers in the middle of the fucking charlotte rec league uh, basketball course and so um i remember this one time this woman was sitting there and i was thinking one like oh she might be my age because i think i was only like 21 22 and these guys are mostly like 35 and older with kids and families and so this guy is like oh shit man hey talking to another player hey man your wife is here man your wife is here and he's like oh shit oh no man she yeah she about to pull up man what we gonna do what we gonna do so they come over to me as the 21 year old single guy whose uh fiance is still three hours away in fairville um so they come up to me a guy who's gone to their fucking family barbecue and shit no they did and they rod my wife come in if she asks you about that the girl in the stands you just say she with you and i said i said one i said no i'm not listen judge me how you will i don't measure my friendships and relationships this way i'm not the homeboy that to, to help you cheat i'm just no. not that guy Mm-mm. i'm never gonna be that guy it's low-key offensive to me that you thought i was that guy right i wouldn't because I, would, I look like i'm that person i would never ask you to do some shit like that Correct. and you just need a different type of friend and you just need to know your friends better i just ain't that dude i'm a square leave me out of it 
um but yeah so he asked me that and i said no which is you know interesting because i'm 21 and this person's 30 something and they looking at me like they disappointed i'm looking at them like i'm disappointed i'm like nigga i thought y'all was fucking happy family men and shit you niggas is out here helping trying to help this nigga cheat and they can't say because the families all know each other you can't say it's one of them because it's like oh she, you know my wife and my kids so you can't say oh that's because y'all don't been all over each other's houses and shit yeah and so i'm like well then if she's coming up here with your kids and asking about people in the stands she already think you cheat correct why would she even ask me that shit and maybe they told her that was my girlfriend or some shit or maybe they didn't i don't know i never got involved in it mm-hmm. but i still remember like the kind of disappointment i felt like mm-hmm. huh like that's that's who what y'all about that's what y'all own and the way that everyone got information what makes me think back to my whole point of okay when it's like lean on other men a lot of times you can't go to another man for some mature shit because niggas be on fuck shit a lot of times yeah they do and unless you oh unless you stand 10 times 10 toes down and now nah, this is what i'm about you know the way that i typically do then sometimes dudes will be real with you but it's yeah, a lot but you have to show of, them that I'm, I'm i'm like yeah don't don't come with no <clears> bullshit dog it's a lot mm-hmm. of work that really isn't worth it unless you really are that way i've had so many real conversations with dudes my whole life but it's almost a hundred percent because of the how they see me like right, they see they me see as you relationship guy they see me as guy that doesn't mind looking soft in love they see me as guy that uh (laughs) doesn't cheat like here's the he's the weirdo let's go talk to him yeah like (laughs) but but they'll but it's interesting because they'll be that way with me and they wouldn't be that way with another dude you see what i'm saying like Mm. like it's just you know i've had so many relationship talks with men that i by the way talks i'm not seeking out right. I, I, I have you don't prompt them yeah they i have friends I'm, I'm good not talking to this i don't know you like that a lot of people have a lot of deep conversation just randomly with you because the other thing mm-hmm. is i'm pretty not judgmental so like Correct. if you are on some cheating shit or whatever i don't i'm never gonna like give you a speech mm-hmm. or try to like wake you up i'm just like apparently that's how you get down we're not friends anyway peace you know like it's not my mm-hmm. business and whatever comes of that is what'll come of that so like it's never me seeking it out but i've had so many conversations with people that are like it's almost like i can not be full of shit around you or right you're not encouraging me to you're not measuring me by things that other people would consider like toxic quote unquote right so now i can talk to you right yeah and so i think it's interesting that um you know anyway so when i hear about a lack of friends i think about like what is your friendship measured by and how deep is it in the first place because if your homeboy comes to you with you know something serious and not and something that be be vulnerable are you prepared all uh, right are you for real right. or are you on some you know and for some people it's an age thing like they were prepared now but at 25 they would have said man let's go get some bitches let's go out to the club right. you know fuck that right. shit right when you actually need to talk to them about their heart being broken or whatever right. else they're going through right they sometimes they just need that emotional support and i know i'm i'm talking a lot here monopolizing it i don't mean to be mm-hmm. but the other thing i would add too is there's a shit ton of 
anger resentment entitlement very dangerous emotions in the average man and you don't have to look any fucking further than the statistics of violence in america matt whether it be mass shooting domestic violence interpersonal violence whether it be you know just like men have a violence problem because we have an emotion problem and when you can't express your emotions you can't live in all facets of your emotions when you can't be vulnerable you turn into something you like we know the formula and we know where it ends and it it normally ends with things aggression and violence and, and acting out and it's terrible to see people not even be able to find themselves until they're somewhere locked up in a cage before they have to really do some internal reflection about where and why they are that way and the programming is so reinforced when it comes to that shit it's almost impossible to even communicate with people i've i've i remember i've talked to people before where you just you're talking to a man and as they're talking i'm realizing like oh you're kind of incel you don't know you're incel right like you don't know that you 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 would never think of yourself that way but just the entitlement you feel the obsession you feel about Mm -hmm. sex and women and and the, the 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 anger you have towards them that is not normal or okay it may be normal at this point but it's not okay right and it's gonna stop you from um ever really being able to truly accept and love yourself because you're so obsessed with measuring yourself in the ability to for conquest and stuff not even by the way not even love and romance a lot of times people take it easy on the incels and make it seem like they just are so frustrated the lack of romance but it's not only just sex if you listen Mm -hmm. to the how they talk it's like well if i was a drug dealer you know it's like if you was a drug dealer you'd be probably a drug dealer not getting no sex you kind of a a a whack nigga right and 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 the thing is and this is on the out like i said i'm on the outside looking in a lot of i watch anime bitches don't want to fuck me it's like well you might just be a whack-ass nigga that loves anime it's like sometimes it could just be you yeah and i think like they act like women can't pick up on you being whack yeah i think so earlier when you talked about men getting older and stuff i think getting older allows you to do some of that introspection if Mm -hmm. you're inclined to and i think the opposite for women and you know we're very generally very cis have right, y'all right. get y'all know what we're talking about right um but the opposite is for women where women get it takes a while for them to get older and start being like it is about me you know what i'm saying like like, yeah. like i mean not it is about me but but yeah it isn't about me in that a lot of the shit people are heaping on me ain't got it's not personal it actually they they don't know what the fuck they talking about Mm -hmm. they just see a vagina or a woman or and this they start with a bunch of stereotypes and and advice and shit i didn't ask for and a lot of pressure that i don't need Mm -hmm. and then as they get older they're like it's about me and for me i the value i put in myself what how do i feel how does this make me feel why should any how the shit makes why should how it makes other people feel be the big denominator on what i do i think that's what happens for women and for men it goes from me 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 selfish to getting older and being like i need other people how i make other people feel is important how i communicate with them how how i'm there for them how they're there for me i think it just we're you're just it's like watching two opposite things curve the opposite way right because that's kind of how you've been trained and i know for 
a and even for myself the older you get that is true particularly being a a a, a straight woman uh because that's the only perspective i have so for me you do get to the point where you be like i don't give a fuck and i actually don't care and no i'm not doing that no i'm not going there no i'm not doing that function i don't give a fuck what y'all doing you know the older you get you're more you're more you're quicker to say kiss my ass and people don't respond well to that for women it's like women get like like men get praised for that and women get penalized for that you know it's like mm, i'm taking control over my life and i'm telling you what i am and 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 am not going to do and all of a sudden i'm the problem and that's where you have to go to the i i don't care phase in your life and from talking to older women a lot of them said that they didn't actually get there till they got into like their 40s mm-hmm. for a lot of women they said about 40s to 50s they say right around in there they said that's a lot of older women said that's a sweet spot where you've lived long enough and you've experienced life long enough that you kind of know who you are and what you will and won't put up with and that's why for some uh, men they quote unquote have issues with older women because the older women be like bitch i'm not doing that no i no no kiss my ass i'm not doing that i'm I, i'm setting my ways and and it becomes like a tussle because a lot of men like you said they still into that patriarchy and a lot of women is like fuck you and that patriarchy and they've done studies and we've read them here they say like uh uh when people get older men want to get married and women are like fuck a marriage yeah because men looking for a caretaker in many cases but yeah i I just so i don't find it um i think that study is kind of um just revealing in some things that we already kind of knew exist and then the last part of it talks about how to build friendships um and how to it says you know you got to start small you don't necessarily have to reveal all your vulnerabilities to everybody you don't have to have a lot of friendships you got to respect each different friendship and protocol with it and different people's boundaries and stuff but i think the biggest thing is you have to admit that you need and want other people correct and um and then the other thing i would add that's not in here is that to me it you gotta be reciprocal meaning yes you can't want friends and not want to be a friend i think agreed i think there's a lot of people that see friendships and relationships very transactional now um especially now that so much of our worth can be measured in follower count and retweets and virality and shit i think a lot of people need to look at what is the true value of a friendship for them and what is the true value of um being a friend what is the cost and the labor you want to put into that because i think it's fine to say i'm gonna have three friends and that's probably gonna be it and it's fine to say i'm gonna have 10 friends but whatever you decide you know like the idea of like being doing that work or um or how figuring out those boundaries for yourself is so important because i mean i think we've all every person's had friendship heartbreak Mm -hmm. friendship we always talk about romantic mismatches but friendship mismatches somebody somebody's friendship style is i need to call you every day and your friendship style is hey uh text me and i'll talk to you every blue moon if we need to like Mm -hmm. Uh, some people is we got to go to lunch every week some people is you know 
uh i'll see you when i'm in your town but i'm not gonna stress it out too much like right figuring out what's best for you and fending those matches you have to be willing to fail at that you have to be willing to give it a try so those are the things i think about when i read that article yeah like you say when you when you talk about that you literally start touching into you know different things because for a lot of people they have different levels of friendships Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, I can, you know, speak for myself. I have some people I go, well, oh, that's the buddy I go to the movies with. Or, oh, that's the buddy mm-hmm. I go walking with. Or, oh, that's the buddy, you know, we do this with, we do that with. And we're still friends. It's just different spots for different people. Because like you said, you have to adjust the friendship according to the people too. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's uh move on to some other stuff. Uh Let's see, maybe we do some, um let's see, is any fucking with black people stuff i feel like talking about yeah yeah we got some fucking with black people we can do uh we pull up the fucking with black people song we're just fucking with them people because they black we're just fucking with them people because they black we're just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right show is foggy starbucks workers suspended over alleged monkey label on a drink every child should have a new toy for christmas i don't know if there's an article or just playing um this happened in annapolis maryland um at the starbucks y'all you know we love we love the we love the pumpkin spice but we don't love the racism i like the strawberry frappuccino yeah um let me see if i can play the volume let's see that's how impeccable brands, the company that op- okay. an honest mistake. That's how impeccable brands, the company that operates the Starbucks in Annapolis Mall, explains why an employee entered Monkey where Monique Pugh's name should have been. If you didn't hear my name, you should have said, "Excuse me, can you repeat yourself?" Not once did she do that. She she labeled me what she wanted to label me. As the only black woman in the shout out to social media. Sometimes I think about the what it must have felt like back in the day before social media, you know, the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but sometimes I think about like way back in the day, like before even like before the turn the of the century. <laughs> yeah, or just like when black people used to have to deal with this kind of shit, and it just you know what you did? You went home and you told your wife or your husband or your friend y'all talk about your little and yeah your family but you but you didn't you weren't able to pick up your phone turn the camera on post it on tiktok and then if enough people seen it and got outraged you was on the news that night like man shout out to that social media that is one good thing we don't talk about right the shop at the time pew believes the incident was racially motivated since the story first aired, we have heard from a Starbucks spokesperson and from the CEO of Impeccable Brands, a Starbucks licensee and operator of the store. In a letter, they told Pew that they have suspended the employee involved, pending further investigation, and apologized. Their message reads in part, quote, We believe following our initial investigation that the label was made in error. However, this is not the warm and welcoming experience we want to create for our customers. And we are actively working to ensure this does not happen again. 
We are exploring other opportunities to better train our staff in understanding cultural and racial sensitivities to ensure all future interactions are welcoming and inclusive. Okay, this is a popular opinion and a hot take, but man, I'd be feeling bad for these big ass companies when one person do something racist. Because now you got to lie. Like, oh, we got to train everybody with sensitivity. It was one racist. We didn't know they was going to be racist. They should just be fired and that should be the end of it. Right. I also love the idea of suspension. Like, it's like it's Kyrie Irving. Like, we suspended them five games and, uh, it could be more, but they need to feed. Yeah. Ain't y'all, ain't y'all fighting against union? You ain't got no union to fight against. Fire them. Yeah. Like, why, why is this even, and I know that sounds cold to be honest, to just be like, fire a motherfucker, but I mean, this seemed pretty, pretty cut and dry to me right well, nobody made a mistake it was in a bitch you put monkey in there here yeah like what's gonna be the explanation that would even be plausible for you to be like oh okay you know what it shit happens y'all serve people all day who else did you call the motherfucking monkey kiss my ass like i thought she said her name was monkey i said what's your name she's oh wait isn't her name monique hold on let me see what was her name monique pew maybe she thought she said her name was monkey oh my god Mm -mm. cause then what do you do ask her again ma'am could you repeat that oh my god Mm -mm. I figured it out Mm -mm. I solved the fucking mystery Mm -mm. she thought she said her name was monkey for real well boy is that egg on your face because i don't even know what i'd do if i if a black person said their name was monkey i'd be scared to ask him to say it back i'll be like i don't want to say if they don't know it's racist i'm not gonna tell them i want to be the first motherfucker to let them know what was your initial thought when you got this apology that it was bogus and the fact that they keep saying that it was an honest mistake so now it's an honest mistake and a labeling error to say that you're taking the necessary steps to make sure that that word isn't put on any more customers' drinks. It's like, what were you doing before? A Starbucks spokesperson made sure to differentiate. Whoa, 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 whoa. What if someone's name is Monkey? And now it ain't in the system because Monique here done went overboard and made sure it's not in the Starbucks system ever? That's that's crazy. I might want my shit to be named Monkey between a Starbucks operated store and a licensed store. But Pew says there should not be a difference in how you were treated. It's triggering because it's basically just like, okay, this occurred in our store, but we're wiping our hands clean. Maybe corporate does need to get involved. Carl Willis, 7 News. Yeah, and what kills me, a lot mm-hmm. of them do this where it comes, is it between corporate and franchisees? Bitch, when I go, I see fucking McDonald's. I don't know the goddamn difference. So when I go to a Starbucks, it's motherfucking Starbucks. Like, as a customer, I don't know if you're a franchisee or not a franchisee. That don't fucking matter to me. Yeah, uh, I hear what you said, but we not gonna get to the bottom of the corporate infrastructure and franchisees today. Um, that, like, that's just how it, that's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Like, Mm-hmm. basically um starbucks tm or whatever the fuck gotta take back the franchisee license from this one company because this one person misheard somebody and put this shit on the label that's what it seems like would be the reaction that would satisfy 
people here and i think that would be actually an overreaction yes yes but 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 yeah but i can see the person getting mad going i just see starbucks like of course i mean but they know. was mad they they was mad the soul they don't they ain't nobody we're not overdoing (laughs) what franchisees like get the fuck out of here no i'm sorry you had a bad experience but come on man customer not always right anyway zero to 100 what would you give us 100 don't call me no motherfucking monkey ask me clarify if you heard wrong ask me again clarify and this is not trying to be fun out of god time this is what happened y'all be doing these cute ass shit when y'all be like oh let me mispronounce your name no bitch ask me ask people to spell their names and shit like y'all they do that shit thinking it's cute somebody put monkey in there ha 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 jokes on you the person got mad it's not funny no more yeah i don't i i i'm not i i get this like a 25 is is not making me mad at all i really think it was an honest mistake um and unless they got a pattern of this at this store or that employee got something that they got on them i I think that person really thought she said her name was monkey put in the system did not understand how like that it was got to turn into you know such a racial connotation Mm -hmm. um and i know i'm sensitive to that kind of shit i remember my friend a white guy had a child white kid and um, he would call her little monkey and his little monkey and all this shit and i would tense up every time i heard it even though it's white people talking to a white kid and there's no racial connotation to the shit so i would be like oh my god this is how can you keep saying this kid is a monkey and but it's not racial to them right because they don't they're not thinking like me and you so i don't you know i think and this is one of the issues with social media and shit too and how stories are presented to us we always assume the worst like this person decided i'm just going to randomly be racist get found out on purpose because it's not like the label was on the cup it wasn't like that thing where you get a receipt from like ihop and right. and they have like something they put races in the background like four niggers and then you get your bill and be like what the fuck is four niggers doing on my bill i think they really thought she said her name was monkey and they fucked up in that they should have probably asked her to clarify of course we're only asking her to clarify because she's black let's keep that in mind which is also a racial thing <laughs> like it's because like, it's like uh what's her name uh monique is like or you or you thought she said monkey so you hear, uh can you say that again what i said i said monique oh okay oh shit thank god like that could have been it too but i i don't i found it to be more of a mistake than a intentional racist thing so yeah just 25 it's not that big a deal to me um let's go to the next one uh how about this one lizzo denies she makes music for a white audience as she covers vanity fair but well, they've been getting at that woman, ain't you? For years. Yes, and she's been responding. That's it's always been. I always thought it was weirdly anti-black when they did that to her. I mm-hmm. I remember when we covered it on the show when Ari Lennox was mad that Lizzo won a Soul Train award mm-hmm. and tried to be like the and like definitely took shots at Lizzo saying she makes white music or some shit. Right. And I was like, I'm a fan of Lizzo's music. Me it sounds black to me. What the fuck? Like, yeah, she got a gorgeous. Voice. I don't listen to that and go, "This is a white lady singing." Like, why are y'all even coming for her? And why is it always got to be like that? Yeah, because she crossed over, and a lot of our favorite artists cross over, and we they still niggas. Right. So, um, yeah, I I think it's sad that years later she got to address it. Mm-hmm. 
but she said this is uh probably the biggest criticism i've received it's such a critical conversation when it comes to black artists when black people see a lot of white people in the audience they think well this isn't for me this is for them the thing is when a black artist reaches a certain level of popularity it's going to be a predominantly white crowd she continued to explain i'm not making music for white people i'm a black woman i'm making music for my black for my black experience um she says uh she creates music for me to heal myself from the experience we call life um so i'm making music for that girl right there who looks like me who grew up in the city where she has she was underappreciated and picked on and made to feel unbeautiful uh she says am i doing that yes clapping back at her critics she said it blows my mind when people say i'm not making music from a black perspective how could i not do that as a black artist yeah and i think there are some artists where you feel like or see them kind of de-racifying their music Mm -hmm. i don't think she does that Mm -mm. um i'm not saying it's a phenomenon that never happens i remember listening to like the black ips and they definitely made a switch of like we're gonna stay as far away from anything racial make all this money and we just gonna be you know talking about whatever the fuck but definitely nothing too serious Mm -hmm and you know and i think a lot of times those artists end up regretting that shit and coming back in the later years like nah we we black but um i don't think lizzo's done that Mm -hmm. you know i just think the shoe doesn't fit with her and a lot of that was people working backwards with either disrespecting her because they liked another artist better Mm -hmm. or simply being like if i see white people enjoying something it must be something wrong with it anyway all right zero to a hundred i can see that uh I guess a 25 because this is not like an ongoing battle and you know what I'm I'm a bump this up to a 75 okay. and the reason why is because as somebody who likes music it's very fresh it could be frustrating for me to see artists kind of go and you know black people support them and then they cross over and black people still support them but you have a percentage to go the second white people eyes are on you they change mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you you only make miss white people and you go well i actually make music for everybody you know and y'all everybody but you know for some reason once white eyes get on me and i blow up and i, and I you know and, and i'm famous all of a sudden i've changed because i think a lot of that comes from white supremacy mm-hmm. you know for a lot of us we feel like you're not ours anymore once you cross over to whiteness and you know for some artists that's true for some artists that's not right but people just automatically just throw and make that assumption just for various different reasons and now that really bothers me particularly uh when it comes to uh black women because i'm a black woman Mm -hmm. and you know sound like she's had a black ass experience and she's singing these things and we all you know and just because i'm black you know i could sing about rainbows and lollipops and you know things that's quote-unquote race neutral it don't mean i'm not black and it don't mean i'm not a nigga you know but for some reason people just claim once you cross over all of a sudden you quote unquote sold out or whatever it may be and it's not for every artist and not for all artists but it just bothers me particularly once i see this happen and, and to see artists get quote unquote consistently attacked like that yeah i think it by it's definitely a 75 for me as well i think a lot of times is lizzo just don't really be bothering nobody and mm-hmm. yet 
she's so much at the center of criticism in so many different ways from so many different groups and all of it reeks of insecurity of that group whether it's people that have you know the the phobias around people being fat whether it's people that don't like black women whether it's people that um you know like like uh black people that that think she's somehow catering to white folks or something Mm -hmm. it just seemed like it's always some shit where it's and she doesn't really seem to to want to court this shit like Mm -hmm. she doesn't seem to be trying to be controversial in a lot of ways i think i get being i think you know you could argue she was being provocative with the 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 clothes she wore to the lakers game Mm -hmm. you know and i think she meant to be provocative in that case that was the whole point but to me no more provocative than you know madonna tongue kissing britney spears at a fucking you know like like or or share yeah Yeah. like like nothing that required the level of hate and vitriol that comes from it like normally people just be like that's weird or you're being annoying or you're doing too much it with her it just turns into some other discussion that becomes like so fucking charged you know and so i hate that she has to deal with it you know what i mean because it's like in addition to like tucker carlson talking shit about her she also got niggas talking shit because ari lennox didn't win an award as if there's no fucking way to be a fan of ari lennox and lizzo right. Some, one of these black women got to go it can there only be, be one. one right people you know? are people are fans of, of, of multiple different artists this things about uh uh an array of different things across you know across the board and all that types of stuff yeah so i guess it got to her and that that's the part that that pisses me off is Mm -hmm. she even got a fucking you know address this bullshit because we've seen all these artists especially these young black women on social media where it the shit gets to them it gets back to them they hear it people think because we're so uh not insecure what's the word we're so jealous we're so jealous and envious of these people's positions in society and their money and their shit that we just think those things insulate you from your mental health like right hey you're you're famous you got the grammy didn't you you know and it's like and clearly when this person is in this interview you're hearing the grammy doesn't stop me from having emotions it doesn't validate me the way you think it would person that's never won a grammy and not been the center of attention in this type of way like it it makes me feel a way and i think especially with black people most of the time we want some connection to each other and so to take away that connection or to act like someone doesn't want it it's a it's one of the most hurtful things you can do to a black person mm-hmm. and i think you know she and that's had the to purpose. go through that right um all right let's uh wrap this bad boy up with some uh some guess the race it's time to 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 guess the race that's right it's guess the race time the game we go around the globe find different articles and guess the race of the people involved uh karen Mm -hmm. plays along she is racist (laughs) and then the chat room plays along and they are racist and not in the like unintentional starbucks way where you thought someone said monkey but their name was monique i'm talking about these niggas racist for real and will be calling people monkey and they mean it (laughs) but had a nerd to be in the chat mad at me because i said 
uh it was just a 25 i think the person actually made a mistake and meanwhile they slathering at the motherfucking mouth to call somebody a moon cricket right the fuck now boy i swear to god these people all right (laughs) police (laughs) police identify third suspect in a scheme to defraud the vets not the vets the va yeah the vets you know the the veterans uh the army i assume Mm -hmm. not the like vets of like treating dogs shreveport louisiana shreveport have is- shreveport police have issued an arrest warrant for a third person accused in a scheme of defraud to defraud veterans out of more than a million dollars oh eric loud is wanted on 58 counts of identity theft 58 damn. arrest warrants have been issued monday following further investigation that led to the re- arrest of two women last week uh the rest last month was czar Raja watkins 21 who's accused of using her position at a job at teleperformance to gain access to the victim's usaa bank account information she allegedly sold the account information to disdain glass disdain glass uh they're, they're in the same place as the, pi- the pirate monkey not the pirate monkey Lord pirate ship. yeah pirate monkey I'm wow missing. wow did you just say monkey by accident you fucking racist you know i'm right here oh my god you just called me a monkey no i'm black and no. i'm doing a fight you must have done it on purpose dracarys you fired the plant room is fired i'm offended i am got i'm calling the news i'm calling the goddamn news black man this why black men don't have no friends can't even do a podcast with his own wife without somebody calling him a monkey apparently not it's a microaggression and you meant that shit i i, I, I since you say i did yeah i, I want did. the franchise <laughs> to come down here and take away your license well this franchise is broke my nigga uh <laughs> this franchise is is is, is the employee of one the but yeah the stained glass that sounds like what's in the church <laughs> <laughs> it is doesn't it the stained glass 21 and the others who police said use a number of taxes defraud account holders of more than one million dollars glass reportedly used the money to buy a home expensive cars and lavish items oh shit watkins is charged with 175 counts of identity theft 175 and glass is charged with 65 counts of identity theft shreveport police asked anyone with information the whereabouts of mr eric loud to contact them now they are all the same race karen guess the race what are their names okay do you have them the stained glass (laughs) not sure how that one went over your head eric loud and zaraja watkins give karen some time with this one okay she decided black all right something about those names i guess uh alasha says this is nigga shenanigans tony says three-time employee of the month at pirate ship <laughs> shipping white <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your the services black these some monkeys <laughs> with a q u i uh negroes going gang activity black Watkins is a nigga name if i ever heard one uh those sound like black names on the monkey pirate ship (laughs) 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 them names equal jigaboo three blacks black three port i'm gonna go black colored all them negroes plus three port correct answer is and i think the vast majority of y'all said black you got it right 
one person said white though oh yeah yeah that's his picture and then i knew you notice a black story because if you google the women's names their picture comes up from uh if i'm not mistaken the image search says from lipstick alley oh so, no yeah yeah so they made the lipstick alley yeah so at least one of one of the pictures I, maybe i had maybe it was uh the other one with the stained glass but this is them uh so yeah they they uh going to jail Mm-hmm. all right let's go to the next one so far karen is one and one uh i mean one and zero a man was arrested at the family monopoly game turns violent oh shit this this did somebody uh have a boardwalk yeah he must have all the all the, all the deep blues okay they had the whole corner he must not did they, did they have the jail too i'm waiting till you're done keep going okay you gonna name say, all of them go ahead yes i am Yes, I am. The power place in the water company. <laughs> all the railroad tracks. Somebody got mad and turned all that shit over. You cheating. Don't be putting no more houses on that. <laughs> the Tulsa Police Department arrested a man Saturday night after they say a family game Monopoly turned violent. Monopoly is the worst game for a family. Mm-hmm. It's honestly the game. Only people don't that have are, no time limit. The only people that are good at it are assholes. It is yeah, turning you into a violent wreck landlord motherfucker <laughs> such a terrible game uh officers were called to a shots fired near uh baltic place and uh <laughs> mediterranean avenue yes <laughs> um, uh near admiral and mingo just before 6 30 p.m the call identified the suspects as john armstrong saying he chased her down and fired a shot at her and her father <gasps> this sounds like this was on thanksgiving Holy so shit. y'all broke out the board games instead of just watching the cowboys like every other family right um y'all the, didn't you about to say play uno but shit y'all might shoot yeah. each other over the stacking right, nah, we're good. when police arrived they immediately took armstrong into custody investigators learned the family had been drinking alcohol and playing monopoly when a fight broke out between armstrong and his stepfather after knocking over the board the game board and turning over the furniture they were told to take the fight outside armstrong, <laughs> i was like y'all ain't gonna be y'all ain't gonna be turning on my goddamn turkey then i'm up all night making this motherfucking dress and take that shit outside they probably was just mad they hadn't the food wasn't ready and it was 8 30 in the, at night at night uh, they still hadn't ate shit it was 6 30 they still hadn't eaten then they, they came out in the form of monopoly angry monopoly on thanksgiving just no way to go out Mm-mm. armstrong pulled out the gun after getting a cut in the head well how you get a cut in the head that seemed relevant ah! somebody must have threw the thimble at his ass or something ah! uh, he chased his stepfather and stepsister down the street pointing the gun at them uh he told police he fired one shot at the ground officers did not find the gun they believe he hid it in the house before surrendering mm. uh the uh, armstrong was arrested and uh told to and put booked into the tulsa county jail he did not pass go he did not collect two hundred dollars no he did not so <laughs> he tried to roll uh he tried to roll doubles to get out but mm-hmm. so far he's still work. there uh, <laughs> all right karen guess the race 
oh black karen's going black for john armstrong let's see what y'all believe in the chat uh only thing they was short was like they was drinking hennessy mm-hmm. caucasian calamity a white will shoot you dead over some land if it's monopoly land tulsa watchman st charles place equal black a typical colonizer white parkway place white um like a lot of whites going on in the guesses here chance car says nigga to jail ah! <laughs> nigga go to jail uh he landed on the on the free parking and uh they had some money for him to get his bail but uh i'm gonna go white so a lot of people going white i noticed we're getting less guesses as people trying to prove they not as racist as starbucks nigga it's not working <laughs> I see y'all. uh country ass white colonizers the correct answer is white no, I'm just kidding. It's black, Karen. You got it right. Yay! All these niggas said white. I, I said white, and Karen, you stuck. You stood your ground. You know what? Call class. Mm-hmm. You stood your ground. I was. I was like, that sounds like some nigga shit. And all of them missed it. Now, I don't know why his mugshot is giving me Jesse Smollett vibes, but... Ain't it, though? Tell the truth. Yeah, that was my jam. Tell the truth. Yeah, that's terrible. But, uh, yeah, shooting over Monopoly. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing tears the family apart like Monopoly. Like Monopoly, Uno, Dominoes, right. and, and Spades. In, any of them games. Right. Just, just don't play them. Don't play them for money and don't play it seriously. Never play them hungry. Oh, hungry? Alright, let's get to a ton of a Domino's table. the bonus round. Karen's two for two. Yay! That's the best one. Why? I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get go all right charles wideneck mcdowell not wideneck who rocketed to social media fame after an arrest in 2018 was arrested again on sunday and booked in the escambia county jail Charles Dion McDowell faces two charges, one for aggravated stalking and another for withholding support for a child or a spouse. <gasps> he was arrested in 2018 for a number of charges, including fleeing the leading police and drug charges related to meth, cocaine, and marijuana. Since his ar- earlier arrest and rise to fame, he's become part of the Shrimp Gang, a collection of online celebrities. He's recorded a music video with fellow neck meme star Daddy Longneck. Guess the race. <laughs> I'm gonna go white. Karen's going white. He's on some white book country for shit. Charles Wideneck McDowell. Uh, let's see what the chat room believes. Now you said Junebug. I said black. Uh, so oh, it looks like a lot of people already know. Kardashian looking neck black. Uh, a necka. It's a bee. Thick ass neck nigga black nigra uh well karen the correct answer is i don't know how you missed it but you did it is black 
y'all went lying <laughs> isn't it made like a motherfucking tree trunk the hell is this oh my his neck is bigger than his head what is happening <laughs> oh i was not expecting that some people got it right yeah when i saw this i was like man he got in trouble 2018 he got in trouble this year what's he gonna do next oh nobody is made like that maybe they'll let him go if he just gives them a full-throated apology Um, he can always with them small ears. He can also he can always say he didn't hear him. I mean, sure. I just think he got to hold his head up. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's uh, a lot of neck. Yes, that is. You know, he got all the jokes. Right. Oh man um all right let's get to the final thing let's do some sword ratchetness and get out of here sword ratchetness we go around the globe and we find different articles about the scourge of sword crimes in the world Mm -hmm. and we try to spread awareness on our platform because it's a very dangerous underreported under uh resourced area of crime in in america and it's it's sad that we don't talk about it you know um all right let's talk about it call a, a man behaved like a character from joker film before a samurai sword attack a sydney real estate uh agent snorted a massive line of cocaine with a rolled up bank note and behaved like a character from the joker film in the moments before he elbowed one woman to the face and attacked another with a samurai sword oh damn he, he really thought he was in gotham city didn't he <laughs> carl howard 46 is facing a judge alone trial in nsw district court accused of violent attack at his home in annadale in the city's inner west in the early hours of february 8th Did he start 2021 laughing when they was talking to him and shit like the hell is this he said wait did they get a load of me uh he has <laughs> pleaded not guilty to causing grievously grievous bodily harm with intent to murder and causing grievous bodily harm with intent he offered holy a, shit then he was like why so serious and then just started attacking everybody he offered guilty pleas for to two lesser charges assault occasioning actually bodily harm and recklessly causing grievous body harm and prosecutors rejected those on friday I would have judge anthony townsend noted that the acts carried out by howard were not in dispute with the sole issue of the trial being his intent at the time in a statement tended to the court on friday a woman described being petrified and running for her life after watching him swing the samurai sword at her friend right the man said she and her friend had taken cocaine and drunk alcohol with howard before gathering at his home and then he started behaving like a little boy with a high-pitched voice as he skipped and ran he said you want to see how i got these scars 
Um, no, I actually don't. I don't want to see how you got those scars. She said Howard grabbed a bag of cocaine. A bag? How much cocaine did y'all have? Uh, poured it onto the plate on the kitchen bench, snorted a massive line of cocaine using a note of money. Before he tried to kiss her friend who looked back toward me in a spiteful, evil, and then he looked back toward me in a spiteful, evil manner. Carl uh, continued skipping and laughing again and said something to to me like i need to kill you you need to die he reminded me of a scene out of the movie the joker as he said it with a smile on his face and laughed and sang a child song oh what this really means and this is sad news for a friend of the show listener jl Covan. but i i gotta say last couple years uh unfortunately uh this version of the joker has surpassed heath ledger's version of the joker in dark knight once again making it not the best comic book movie of all time because if you can be surpassed by that bullshit and now people dressing like this asshole and doing crimes (laughs) and they saying the joker not the dark knight the definitive portrayal of the joker i mean how much has that movie fallen off to people in such a short period of time and i love that movie that's one of my favorite movies of all time and i'm heartbroken as jl honestly <laughs> you know not you know maybe not as hard broken he thinks it's better than like black panther and, and sex but to me i think uh, uh, <laughs> i think it's one of the greatest movies of all time period up there with black panther and it's sad to know that this version of fucking the joker is the new fucking get dressed up and do crimes god that's not good he rushed towards my friend as she crouched down to protect herself carl lifted the sword above his shoulder above his shoulder height before quickly swinging the sword down onto her body as she screamed out no absolute panic and fear the force of him hitting her with the sword made me think he she was dead carl Ooh. then brought the sword up above his shoulder with his focus on me like i wasn't even in the room i rushed toward the top of the stairs running for my life both women managed to flee receiving help from neighbors uh the cctv played to the court and howard could be seen climbing onto the tray of a ute parked at the side of the road and lying on his back as the police car drove past before climbing out and stumbling on the road he was arrested nearby police body cam video showed him writhing on the ground making growling noises uh they said the guys have some sort of psychotic episode in a statement one of the arresting officers described howard as gritting his teeth biting his lips yelling out nonsensical remarks and repeatedly saying i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you uh speaking of police in a bag of cocaine he just snorted of course he's not in his right mind right um and if he would have done the superior joker he would have at least had some better lines (laughs) i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you he would have been like gordon and batman they're schemers you know uh speaking to the police from a hospital bed howard asked if the women were okay and then sobbed holding his hand on his head and said i don't know what happened oh god fuck it's crazy i'm just really worried about them uh he later told a forensic psychiatrist he'd been awake for seven days straight leading up to the incident drinking alcohol and taking up to five grams of cocaine a day grams i don't know how much that is but that should sound like a lot a day he went through 80 grams in 15 days racking <gasps> up twenty four thousand dollars of debt of, of of cocaine money used to buy cocaine 
had to be a better way for me to say that dr olav nielsen opined that howard was experiencing toxic delirium from continuous use of a very large quantities of cocaine you don't say and lack of sleep and was most likely incapable of appreciating that what he was doing was wrong what if that's how what we find out really motivated the joker just lots of cocaine <laughs> all of the drugs all of the drugs <laughs> like how did he get powers oh he don't have powers Mm-mm. he just got that white girl okay mm-hmm. that white girl got him up <laughs> like he just <laughs> wide-eyed and bushy-tailed apparently he just does a line and then that's that's how he does, that's, that's his motivation yeah batman can be defeated by a fucking hype all right y'all that's it we'll be back uh probably next week sometime we're gonna take the rest of this week off um thanks for listening uh as always sign up for our black friday special you have any questions email me to blackouttips at gmail.com i'm getting your emails i'm fielding them now i'm working on them and i appreciate y'all that do that until next time i love you i love you too